All right, it's your boy Mixmaster to be here live from the MNB Radio Studios for the MNB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. And on the phone lines right now, I have Blake Wexler. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing awesome today. And um, you, first things first, we have to mention that you are a comedian and that you are from the Philadelphia area. Um, yes. What is what's it like being a comedian every day? Um, it's, I mean, it's good. It's like, I mean, it's the funnest thing that you can possibly do. It's also, it'll also destroy a lot of friendships because you're annoying just by nature of, of your job and trying to find everything funny. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a blast. You're up late. Um, you eat poorly, but other than that, it's a, uh, it's a really good time. Comedians, they, they kind of have, um, different personas. You kind of have like who you really are in real life and then you have who are you are on stage and um right. how how closely are the two people uh it's almost identical just because like uh that it just makes it easier <laughs> i guess is what you know like i don't have it on stage this is basically uh this is basically the same version of me uh everywhere where uh i don't know like all my favorite comics have like a great point of view you know and i, I feel like like i try to do that too and i feel like it's easiest when you're just like, like you said when you're just yourself so um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty similar, for, for better or worse. Now, who did you uh, you grow up listening to, watching, comedy-wise, and saying, you know what, that's who I want to be, that's who I want to mimic, that's who I get my style from, if anyone? Um, well, I grew up watching, so I started when I was real young. Like, I did, uh, I first did stand-up when I was 15 or 16, and um, there was a place called Rascals in Cherry Hill. Like, it was in, I think, the Marriott, like, I forget what route that is, like, um, but like right over the bridge. And um, I watched, I was a big fan of Lewis Black, um, who if you haven't seen him, he's a very angry political comic. So like I tried to emulate that when I was 16 and it just didn't make any sense. It's just like, why is this kid who's relatively well off angry? It just didn't, and I think it kind of confused this people. angry white until, guy? <laughs> right, exactly. This kid literally has been dealt the best deck of cards. Like what could he possibly be angry about? Um, but, uh, after that, after I, you know, like, I realized that that, that wasn't really working. Um, it was, uh, though, though now, like, I'll go back and watch that tape and, you know, and laugh my ass off because it's like, what is this? <laughs> like, not for the right reason. Um, He's being held uh, down by uh, the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. By my, my, uh, advanced placement history teacher. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, but then, uh, Todd Glass, um, who's also from Philly, um, who uh, I've been lucky enough to become friends with. He was—I uh, was a big fan of his. Um, just you know, silly, you know, uh, comedy. And then um, Bill Burr, I'm uh, also a huge fan of. So um, those kinds of uh, those kinds of comics. Now you grew up and born and raised in Philadelphia. So um, mm-hmm. what's uh, for people that are not familiar with the Philly scene? Like, what is what is comedy like in Philadelphia? Um, it's great. It's gotten uh, even better after I left. Uh, which, which is no coincidence. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's, uh, it's really, really good. And I think it's one of the more like underappreciated scenes like in the country. Like, uh, I mean, there's New York and LA, like those are the big ones, but then, uh, there's like, you know, the, the second tier where a lot of people think Boston or Austin, Texas or San Francisco, um, Chicago, but like Philly should be right there. Um, there's so many funny people there and so many funny people who've been coming out of Philly recently and like helium, uh, comedy club where I'm doing my album. Huh? How about that? Slip that in there. Nice. Um, it's uh, nice um, one of the best clubs in the country. So that's really, really elevated. 
um, this scene where, like, you know, all the best touring headliners in the country go there. So, like, the local guys can see, like, oh, so that's what, like, I should strive to. And it just makes everyone better. So, um, yeah, I think Philly's a really, really great scene. Everyone's really supportive. It's, uh, yeah, I'm really proud to have, to have started out there. Now, you mentioned the Helium Comedy Club, and yes. you're going to be doing a show there on March 9th, and you were going to be recording for the Blake album, correct? Correct, correct, okay. correct. Kind of tell us what the Blake album is going to be about, or what can people, give us a teaser, what are they going to see that night, and what can they expect? Yeah, it's uh, it's straight stand-up, so um, it's my first hour that I've ever <clears throat> recorded, so it's basically like... I mean, I haven't been doing it at the level that I've been doing it, but I, you know, I started stand-up like 10 years ago. So I have all this, you know, material that I want to just, you know, release and burn and, you know, like, and then move on from it. And then, you know, a lot of stuff that I've written in the past year or two. So uh, I'm calling it the Blake album because uh, it's like a play on words off Jay-Z's, the Black album. And, uh, but it's the Blake album because it's literally uh, almost all like personal, you know, stories from my life and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's the first one, and uh, I'm excited about it. that night. Um, the uh, the guy who's opening is actually uh, an incredible headliner. He's kind of doing me a favor. Um, his name's Chip Chantry, and he's a local guy. And um, also, I think my parents are going to introduce me. I've written like a funny introduction for them, and um, it's going to be a really, really cool night. I'm excited about it. It should be a lot of fun. Now, you mentioned your family when you decided, you know, I'm mm-hmm. done school. I'm going to do comedy. How do you break that down to your family who are like looking at you like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, you you drug them? <laughs> no, you um, <laughs> they uh, they couldn't have been more supportive, which is crazy. Like a lot of comics, you know, there's like, oh, my dad was you know like a booze hound, and my mom, you know, she was she you know like uh, she hated me and was horrible. Like, I had great parents, um, and I started like they wanted to. I guess they wanted to get me a hobby or something when I was younger because they're just like, all right, he is. This kid is not going to turn out okay if he just keeps, you know, eating uh, microwavable pizzas and playing video games. So, like, they tried, uh, like, they wanted me to play, like, an instrument or, like, play golf or tennis or something. But I didn't, um, that didn't stick. But uh, they signed me up for, like, this, I was always interested in stand-up. And my mom signed me up for the stand-up comedy class, um, which is, like, a thing, apparently, Um in uh in Springfield, one of the many Springfields of Pennsylvania, and um, they were cool with it. Like my mom drove me to shows and stuff when I was younger. Like um, they were like shockingly cool. And now there's I mean like my dad will like you know send me an email. He's like, why aren't you hosting the Daily Show? So there will be. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a process to that. Um, but so there'll be you know like things like that. But it's all supportive. It all comes from a really good place. So um, they were they were cool with it. Um, it was never like, hey, like have a like you need to be a lawyer and do stand up. They were just like, all right, yeah, just we trust you, do it. Try not to, you know, get addicted to anything. And uh, so far, so good. <laughs> so she signed you up for these comedy classes. Now, was was your yeah. mother like one of these like uh, toddlers and Tierra type things? Was she like really like mean when <laughs> you screwed up a joke or you didn't hit your punchline? Oh, uh, that's hilarious. I w- oh, for the story, I wish, but no, no, she was like. If anything, it was the opposite, where she made me think I was a lot better than I was, and that may have like stunted my growth <laughs> as like a comedian. You know, like she's like, oh, maybe, oh, no, Blake, talk about your penis more. It sounds that's brilliant, you know, or whatever it is, you know, like more poop jokes. Um, but no, she was, uh, she was awesome. Yeah, it was just like you know, I was her, like I was her first kid, so like it, it was like a, a can do no wrong, you know, sort of situation. So 
Um, yeah, no, she was, that is, I've never even thought about that, how funny it would be if she was just hovering over, but like, if she just dressed me up in a little suit. Yeah, like, she's totally <laughs> sewing outfits in her, in her basement of your house, you know what I mean? Like, right. putting rhinestones right. and blinging out all these little, like, Liberace-type jackets for you to, uh, yeah, yeah. It would be really Decide. cool if you went out there, like in like some Elvis jumpsuit with like rhinestones and a big American eagle on the back, and was just like, oh my god, my mom. That would be this. hilarious. Well, here's the thing: I probably would have gotten like on the news. Like, I would have been famous really quickly from that, not for the right reasons, but like, look at this weirdo <laughs> and like his awful mother, you know, like dressing him up, and I would have merch, you know, like yes. just without having written a joke yet, just sell like uh, sell fur hats with my name written in cursive on them. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> it was, man. You could have had a PayPal account set up. And no, I could have had a PayPal and account. <laughs> and it could have been used for multiple different things. You could either buy merch or you could just, you know, send money to hopefully free him. He's like El Chapo. He's trying to get away, you know. I know, exactly. Yeah, me, me trying to, <laughs> like, you know, cut school instead of, it, like, escape from a maximum security prison somehow. Exactly. But, yeah, he's... So, He's a fascinating guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Philly gets knocked a lot for um, all kinds of stupid shit. I mean, you know, throwing yeah. snowballs at Santa Claus and, um, you know. The, well, here, the just to talk teams. about that real quick, like, <laughs> j- like, that is a thing that makes me so angry. Because I live out in L.A. now, and I'm a huge Philly sports fan, like diehard Philly sports fan. And people even out here are just like, oh, they throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Like, Santa Claus lives through that, you know? Like, people in L.A. stab each other. It's such like a garbage, and they're not even good sports fans. They don't even know who plays center field for them. Like, it is, I, it's so unfair. And yeah, like every like once every couple of years, a Phillies fan will intentionally vomit on a child. But you know, like that's just, it happens. Statistically, it'll happen. You know, like there's a lot of fans, there's a lot of kids. It's a lot so of kids throwing up on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, finish your question. I'm sorry. To, exactly. You know, thrown exactly. up on. You know what I mean? Like you. You are going to go now in, in sports legend history as being a child that got thrown up on. I mean, you, you make Sports Center, so you know what? Suck it up and yeah. take it. You know. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. But we I just, interrupted. We the just had to put question. that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It just it drives me insane. <laughs> well, you kind of you kind of answered on what the question I was going to go with is um, how like when people when you tell you you're from Philly, how often do you get do you hear these type of you know bad criticisms of Philly? Do you or do you do you take it in stride, and like how do you, how do you uh, how do you rep Philly? Well, like, uh, I for I rep felt like almost too much. Like I kind of get you know like a lot of crap for like like almost all of my clothes have some sort of like Philadelphia you know like insignia on them. Like I just it's funny. Like I woke up early this morning because the new Iversons came out, so like I bought those. Like it's just like a lot of I rep Philly a lot and. Um, also, like, I don't know, when people bring it up, like, sometimes they'll get defensive, but I'm also realistic. Like, Philly, it's not like like our reputation came out of nowhere, you know, like, there, there's been a few incidents. But overall, like, it's, I mean, it's better than whatever city they're from, you know, like, what's the, every single city has, like, garbage elements to it, you know, like, and I think Philly's, you know, like, it's history, you know, like, how diehard the sports fans are, the food. Um, you know, like the amount of incredible colleges that are there. Like, there's so much more good things about Philly, in my opinion, than there is about any other city. So, um, yeah, I, I always like, I, I take it in stride, but sometimes just like, it's the stupidity of it that like makes me mad, I guess. Um, but yeah, I take it in stride. Like, I, I love Philadelphia so much. Like, that's why 
you know, like I, I come back as, as much as I can. And, um, yeah, man, I, I love it. I miss it. So yeah, I always, I always rep and I always stick up for it when people, uh, when people talk out of turn. <laughs> now we're, we're not shy with, uh, topics to talk about in Philadelphia. So, um, no. recently they just had this whole thing with Shady McCoy, former Philadelphia right. Eagle beating down some Philly cops. Um, what, what's your feedback yeah. and feeling on that situation? Uh, I mean, don't do that. <laughs> First off, do up. not do that. Yes. Let me say, do not do that. Shady, like, I mean, Shady, that guy is like, I, I used to think that was a cool nickname. And I don't, like, I don't know if this is a hacky thing to say, but, like, the guy is, like, the weirdest, shadiest guy. Like, that party <laughs> that he tried to throw, like, uh, earlier this year, where it was all, yeah. like, you could only, be, there were no it was men. women, and it was, it was <laughs> yeah. like, invite only. It was, like... You had to, like, submit a headshot and, like sign like a, a non-disclosure agreement and it's just like dude people are gonna find out about that like it, this isn't like you know like rome like you're not an emperor where you can just get away with these like horrifically bizarre you know things so like yeah i, I just really i think that guy i don't know like he's an incredible player and i don't I like you know like he's from harrisburg like i kind of wish he could have stayed with philly but like the guy's a really weird guy <laughs> so I think this is just the one that, and he threw a woman off a bus. I think, yeah, like allegedly, it, it, like, like a, a few years ago. Off a bus. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. The guy's gonna get caught doing something at some point, and like this one just so happened to be that he attacked <laughs> off duty people. He makes officers. the People versus OJ Simpson show on FX look like Barney's World because right, right, guys, exactly. Like, I haven't watched that people yet. And you have to see that if you have Is not it seen it. it. It's really good. There's a lot of commercials, right, so it. they obviously they they overspent on the the, the talent. With they they got Malcolm Jamal Warner, and they got uh, you know oh yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba He's in Jr. it, right? And and John Travolta's in it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like watching this the first night, and I'm like, holy shit, it's John Travolta, and you know yeah, he had like. He had his hands in it because he's like one of the executive producers or something of it. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just yeah. funny watching some of these. And then like fucking Robert K- Kardashian is, is David Schwimmer. Oh, my like, God. That's yeah. so funny. I'm that wait- guy will always be Ross, you yeah. know, from that show. Like I'm he was in a band of brothers, you know, like, and I'm just like, what is, I don't believe this. Why aren't you crying about like some relationship <laughs> thing? You know, you can't lead men. I wait for, like, Miguel the monkey to, like, jump in on this set, and I'm like, oh, he's he's def- definitely not going to make it in this. Oh, oh, yes, different world, different world. Yeah, different right, world, right. Yeah. O- OJ killed him. <laughs> yeah. OJ killed his pet, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, it's so weird. I got to watch that. I hear it's, uh, I don't know, like, that sort of thing, like, if you get Travolta, like, on television, you know, like, you had to throw him an executive producer credit or something. It's just like, yeah, that guy, like, I hear he's a weird guy. Um, yeah. you see him like, it, like, didn't he like kiss a woman's face, like at an award show, we, like, or like pet her face or something. I don't yeah, know. That guy. That's a really creepy, like creep stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. It wasn't, wasn't <laughs> planned. And, uh, you know, and, and no. in, most, in most states that could almost be counted, you know, saturatory, but I don't really right. know. You know. They allowed it. Yeah. They allowed it. But <laughs> so you have this show, as we mentioned, March 9th mm-hmm. coming up. And you kind of told us, you know, like what to expect and everything. Um, right. What what topics do you usually like direct your your jokes and your skits towards? Do you do a lot of the pop culture stuff and politics stuff? Um, not so. I mean, like I do like uh, some of the pop culture stuff, like that I will talk about. Like, there's a chunk of the album where I talk, you know, like uh, I talk Game of Thrones and like the, the movie uh, Creed. 
and um, some other stuff. But a lot of it is like uh, just stories that have happened, you know, like in my life, you know, like, I mean, just those typical like dating and, uh, you know, like, you know, stupid drinking stories and, you know, that sort of thing. But um, pop culture wise, I'm trying to do more of it now. Like, I think that's kind of why, like, um, and I'll like, I'll always tell like, you know, like, you know, stories and like that sort of thing. But I think the next phase after I record this, I want to write more like observational um, you know, still through my point of view, but like, you know, talk about, you know, like, like what we just talked, like more sports stuff I want to talk about more, you know, like, um, which is actually hard to talk about. Cause like not a lot of like actually out here, it's hard to, cause I live in Los Angeles. So like out here it's tough. Cause like no one cares about sports unless it's like Kobe, you know, who's from, you know, lower Marion. So like, yeah, yeah it's just like, uh, yeah. So most of it's like personal stories, you know, like, um, you know, doing stupid stuff, like, uh, like funny things that have happened to me. Um, you know, fam- like talking about family. Uh, but yeah, that's most of it. But yeah, the next phase, the, the next album will be a lot more, you know, pop culture, um, that sort of thing. Politics. Yeah. Yeah. Cause being in LA, you must see a lot of weird stuff every day. Just, yeah. just happening. Like what's, what's one of the most recent weird things that you witnessed while driving around in Los Angeles? Well, there, <laughs> there was a guy just peeing on the road, um, from the side of the road, which is, uh, that's not where you're supposed to do that. But like, yeah, it's, this is a weird place because like, it's so spread out and like, it's nice all the time. And there's people who you have to be kind of delusional to get into the, I mean, you have to be just straight up delusional to get in the uh, entertainment business. And a lot of people don't have like a plan, you know, they just kind of come out here and uh, just like, all right, I'm going to make it, you know, whatever that means. So um, it causes a lot. You have a lot of delusional people who have a lot of free time who uh, will often like, you know, like, use substances, you know, like, it, it, like, just like, it's, you got a lot of weirdos out here. I'm trying to think of another weird one where like, there was a guy, um, I, uh, like I watch every Eagles game out here and it's weird because it comes on at like 10 o'clock in the morning. So you start eating and drinking at that time and it just screws up <laughs> your entire Sunday. That's all right. Um, Cause they do that here at that time. So it's not yeah, exactly right. Right. They're like being anyway. home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it is. It is a bizarre way to start your day with like coffee and like an IPA, you know, like it is like in, in each hand. But um, it's uh, there was a guy who I was watching a game at like 10 a.m. at a bar and like he wasn't there for the game and he was on mushrooms and he kept like walking up to people and like petting their necks. And I thought I'm like, oh, maybe he's just friends with everyone here. And it's like, no. This, and then like I see him being carried out by security a few minutes later. I'm like, oh, no, that's just a guy who, like, did mushrooms at 9.45 in the morning on a Sunday <laughs> and, and wandered into a bar and petted everybody. So, and yeah, we that was a weird one. That it, it was John Travolta, you know. Exactly. It was, just... it was Travolta. Oh, my God. He <laughs> it was Travolta. That was Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked in. I buried the lead there. But, yeah, it's a lot of weird um, – I don't know. It's just a weird town. Like, everyone's transplants, too. Like, like no one's – from. like, my girlfriend's from here. She's the only person I know who's from Los Angeles and, like – or who's normal – and from here so yeah it's a weird it's really weird it's a really re- weird place but um i do like living out here like it is it's nice all the time you know my career is out here i have a lot of a lot of friends who are from philly actually uh out here we watch games together and you know uh friends from stand-up and everything so um yeah it, it, it's a cool place to live but there's a lot of weirdness now what what's the uh, most difficult thing about being a stand-up 
comic? Um, I would say being like a nor like not normal, but uh, being a decent person. You know, like I think you mentioned it earlier about how like you know like there's a lot of stand-ups with you know different personas. You don't know what you're getting, but like it's a weird like that. It's a weird job because it starts at like 8 p.m. Um, where you work has alcohol in it, you know, like, and it's a part of it. Like you're, you're basically working in a bar, you know, like if you like perform in a comedy club or any other room. So um, I think the weirdest part is the hours and then the travel can get weird. Like I don't travel too, too much. Cause like I'll work on like, um, like, like either a writing job or a producing job in LA. So that'll keep me here. But um, you know, like I'll tour colleges and then, you know, go on the road every once in a while. But in general, the travels really tough on people because it really, uh, it's not, na- it's just not a natural way of living. You know, like you eat late, you, you know, like there's like, you know, like you drink late, uh, you can sleep into, you know, like any time. So like you can basically become nocturnal. So, uh, comedians are like bats, uh, in that way. But yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, it's weird. So I think like keeping good habits and like being healthy, I think is the hardest part of it. Yeah, you definitely you have to kind of find a balance of like who you are and like who your your stand up routine is and, and not get right. too confused. You don't want to be Tony Clifton out there, you know what I mean? Where it's like exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like friggin' delusional that you <laughs> you know you, you don't know who you really are. Yeah, you um, become another person, right? Exactly, um, because believe me, any way that the government can tax you, they'll find a way to tax both. You know, Blake both of you. and Tony <laughs> Clifton. You know, like the, that's hilarious. They will, uh, they'll that, get you both ways. Oh my god, that's so funny. So, what are, what are your long term goals? I mean, do you plan on doing like television, film, or are you just kind of content with doing stand up? Like, what do, what do you want to do? Um, I mean, like long term goals. Like I always say, uh, there's a comedian John Mulaney, and I think he's like his career's one that like I've been trying to. Uh, not mirror, but like, it's kind of been like uh, a guide for me. Cause he, uh, like he didn't, and this is like, so like inside baseball in detail, but like, for instance, he, uh, did his first album when he was like 26. So like, I'm a year behind from him, but like, that's like kind of a benchmark with goals. And then like, you know, he started writing for SNL, uh, and he just, um, had like a lot of cool writing jobs, uh, did his first hour on, you know, TV, and then, um, you know, he just had a, his own TV show that um, he was like, it, it didn't, I think it got canceled, but he's way funnier um, than what happened with his show. But so that's kind of the thing where, you know, like, like I've gotten like some writing jobs, but not like, you know, it's stuff that like people will probably never see, but it would be cool to get that, like, you know, the SNL job or, or whatever. And then like, you know, build from there. But um, this hour, or uh, the album that I'm doing, like I'm also going to videotape it or videotape it. What am I 70 years old, I'm going to put on a VHS. I'm going to videotape it with a, a this CD radio. This will be available on 8-track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's only on Laserdisc. So uh, <laughs> I'm selling a, a one-time only bundle offer. I will sell you a Laserdisc player right, along with PayPal my album. account set up, man. That's right. Well, now I have one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll work that out. But, um, no, it's uh, – so, like, I'm using that, and then, like, you know, like, I'll, I'll submit it to uh, – you know, the, the, you know, Comedy Central, Netflix, whatever, whatever, just to, you know, uh, try to get something on there. But, but that's the goal. That's like the immediate, um, you know, thing is, uh, and I'm touring and doing colleges, you know, I'm headlining more and, um, and, you know, had some cool, 
cool TV jobs out here. But the next thing, you know, get a special, uh, you know, on TV and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, sell a show at some point. Now, are you actively active on social media and all that stuff where people can kind of, like, interact with you? Yes, it's uh, it's Blake Wexler, uh, one word on everything. So uh, I love Twitter. Um, I love uh, Instagram's fun. Um, I've just got into Snapchat, which is, like, not just for dicks. Like, it's, for, uh, it's, it's really, really uh, – Snapchat's, like, my favorite thing in the world because it almost seems like like no one's seeing it you know like i mean people like obviously you know like follow me and look at it but like there's a weird like feeling we're just like oh this is like a fun little club that like you know twitter like everyone sees twitter everyone can like retweet stuff but like snapchat almost seems like a hey like we're doing some fun stuff over here and like not a lot of people you know uh relatively speaking use it so um yeah snapchat uh instagram twitter just blake wexler on everything blakewexler.com um, you know, you got. I have that. I have that brand. I have that Blake Wexler brand. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need that branding. And uh, yeah, you have the website. People can go on the website. Can they see videos of like some of your stand-up stuff for people who are not familiar with your work or not in the area of where you're going to be performing and they kind of want to know more about you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, BlakeWexler.com. Yeah, it has a uh, videos, a bio. Um, it's got like my calendar up there. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all on there. And then like my Twitter is really good with that stuff. Okay. If I have a new video, I always tweet it out. So, um, oh, I have a podcast. That's so funny. That's how much I neglect my podcast is I <laughs> forgot that I have one. Um, is, uh, and that's called Blake Wexler's podcast. So, uh, very creative. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's all, that's all on the internet. I'm, I'm, I'm around the internet. So definitely check him out, and he's going to be at the Helium Comedy Club March 9th recording for the Blake album. You can get tickets mm-hmm. at PhiladelphiaHelium.com. And uh, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. It's really cool Dude, to thank see, you. you know, Philly natives uh, doing it real big. And, and you know, we, we have to we kind of have to help each other here because it's true. these other places aren't giving us any help. You know what I mean? They just want to keep bringing <laughs> up Santa Claus and friggin' snowballs, and it's just like – Yeah, enough. Enough, you know. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, the guy who actually played Santa Claus that he, that he actually uh, passed away not too long ago. You know? Oh God! Well, rest so, rest in peace, and I'm, I'm sure he wasn't that mad about it. <laughs> yeah, we give more people more fuel for the fire, you know. Like, exactly. You killed him. He's got CET because of snowball pellets in him. You know, like <laughs> right. they were tainted. There were there was poison in the snowballs. Exactly, yeah. you know. Stupid. So, Anytime so we can help another another Philly native, and we, we hope to hear and see big things for you, and we want everybody to go out March 9th, March 9th, write it down, put it in your tablet, put it in your iPhone, I don't know, mark it on your MySpace calendar. Um, however, yeah. you got to remember it. Check him out. Blake, we really appreciate you talking to us, and uh, much success to you. Thanks, man. This was, this was a blast. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Blake Wexler, and you're listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio.